ready to rise above loud, angry headlines, longing for an alternative to the world's fighting and fear-mongering? Christianity Today magazine offers a trustworthy, faithful perspective on stories that matter to you, from the church next door to movements and ministries all around the world. Subscribe to CT for full access to in-depth reporting, insightful commentary, and redemptive storytelling, both online and in print. A subscription to CT also includes seasonal devotionals, special issues, and exclusive content. Visit orderct.com today or click the link in the show notes to get started and join a growing community of thoughtful evangelical Christians who value different news that makes a difference. That's orderct.com to subscribe today. This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmond.edu. Put up, put up. This is More to the Point Radio, and this is Russell Moore, here sponsored by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, and we deal with issues related to uh, what it means to follow Christ in the 21st century, and today I am really excited to have my friend Flame, who is one of the most uh, recognized hip-hop artists in the country. As a matter of fact, his new album, Royal Flush, dropped last week. And it is already number one, number one album in the hip-hop category in the iTunes store, which is absolutely incredible. And I wanted us to spend a few minutes talking to Flame about uh, some issues related to what he's doing with his work and where he sees it going. Flame, welcome. Yes, thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Congratulations on the way that this uh, album is being received so well out there in the world, including, it seems, by a lot of people who aren't Christians, but who, who just like your work as an artist. Indeed, yeah, it's been really great. The uh, response has been good. I think people are being challenged, people are being encouraged, and they're enjoying the art, the artistic aspect of the record, so definitely a good thing. That's great. Now, now tell me, the title of this is Royal Flush. You know, I'm, I'm a Baptist. I'm not much for gambling, <laughs> so this makes me nervous. What's Royal Flush mean? <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm using the term as a metaphor, so in the game of poker, If you're dealt a royal flush, you have the highest hand. Uh So just in my personal time in the Word, I was reading through 2 Peter, and 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, just says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. So as I was processing that, um, God's just convincing my soul that He has set me and also the Christian up to win and have a successful godly life and I thought about man that sounds like the royal flush being set up to win and I just wanted to unpack that idea in an album so what what you're picturing here is a really optimistic uh, view of the Christian life uh, this isn't a life of defeat 
uh, or a pessimism, but a sense of uh, uplift in terms of the power of the gospel. I think that's a needed message. Absolutely, man. I think people are really resonating with it, and, and I think the word is persuading them um, through these songs. So I'm excited about that. Now, a lot of people, when they start to get the kind of success that you're experiencing, uh, one of the things that they start to do is to, to water down and kind of move to, to least common denominator sort of stuff. And and I was kind of worried about that with your new album, just seeing the kind of success that you're having, and all of us yeah. kind of have that temptation. But because I remember early on, before I ever even met you, I heard a song that you did on the Trinity, on the Godhead, from years oh, yeah. ago. It was the the first and so far only hip-hop song, or frankly, any song that, that I've ever heard that actually has Athanasius and hypostatic <laughs> union in the in the lyrics. So, so you, you kind of have a high bar here, and so I'll have to say I was worried about maybe you might be moving out into to watered-down stuff, but I listened to your song Believe, yeah. and you kind of hit everybody right between the eyes with as explicit of an affirmation of the exclusivity of Christ, every every possible issue that would be offensive uh, to yeah. the larger world that you can imagine, but in a in an uplifting, positive sort of way. So I take it you're not wanting to go the watered-down route. You are correct. <laughs> I still believe that the gospel is the only power unto life, and I still believe that ultimately— um, Music is a means to an end and not an end in of itself. So I want people to be confronted with the validity of the Bible. I want them to feel the weight of the call to turn to the Lord. But I want to do it through the arts so I get the opportunity to kind of go under the radar. And in this song, Believe, um, just where the culture is, especially hip-hop culture, um, a lot of people are attacking the Christian Bible, and I mm-hmm. thought this was a great way to take a stand and encourage my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to do the same thing. So I think the song is really charging people up, and also having us have great dialogue with our non-Christian friends about these particular issues. I know you know the truth There is no time to lose So put on In the hip-hop community, what do you think is the best way to have dialogue? Right now, you, you kind of see conversations going on all over the, the country in various ways, but they're, they're typically pretty polarized and divided. Uh, maybe you're sitting in the, in the green room somewhere with an artist who's not a Christian 
and, and maybe uh, far from Christianity. What's the angle that, that you take to talk about that? Yeah, I think one thing that hip-hoppers respect is they, they would call it keeping it real, or mm-hmm. in other words, just being upfront about what you believe and why you believe it. So probably, um, in my experience, what I've noticed is just an honest confrontation between two different worldviews. That, that seems to be embraced, and people, they, they think you're more authentic when you just come out and expose who you are. And if you do it with gentleness and with kindness and with respect, uh, that just adds to it even more so. So I've been in those positions, and I've had great discussions with guys, and, and I've even seen the Lord save people mm-hmm. um, who've heard the gospel through you know, guys who cared about them. Now, one of the things that you have to face, and, and really any Christian artist does in, in some way or other, is you've not only got those who are non-Christians that you're talking to across the divide, but you also have people in churches that sometimes don't understand really artistic expression of any kind. But then you you add to it uh, the way that some people are really suspicious, particularly of hip-hop. I had a guy say to me, a guy I respect a lot, who said to me uh, one time, he said, hip-hop cannot communicate the Christian message because hip-hop comes with a kind of uh, defiant attitude that, that's, that's endemic even in, in the way that it, uh, that, that it comes across, that you can't, in his words, you can't wrap the Sermon on the Mount. Now, I disagree with him on that. But I think there are a lot of people who have that attitude because hip-hop's so relatively new in terms of uh, art form, so a lot of people aren't familiar with it. How do you talk to Christians who would say, I'm just not sure that what you're doing is is biblical? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the ways that's been really helpful is to sit down with the leaders uh, in the church and just have um, a healthy dialogue about what hip-hop is, what it was historically, um, and then kind of bring them up to speed on how what we've sought to do as Christian rappers is to do away with the non-redeemable elements of the culture and to maintain the ones that can still reverence Christ um, and show them how, through this means, we can connect with people, uh, we can expand or expound on the, the Bible, mm. uh, we can you know develop relationships with people who probably wouldn't otherwise show up at a local church, and we can actually be the guys to disciple these men and women and, and be able to really build with them, showing them what life looks like when Christ gets a hold of someone who comes out of that same culture. So typically when the leaders see that and they hear it and they, and they get to feel it and they see how it doesn't contradict the Word, it just reminds me of how Paul charged Timothy, you know, just to kind of be above reproach with his youth. Mm. So it's just some things that he had working against him as a younger man uh, but also having the, the responsibility to make his presence known respectfully amongst the church. So I think we have that responsibility as well, and dialogue is a healthy way to get that started. What would you say to somebody who's not familiar at all with hip-hop, doesn't know anything about hip-hop at all, doesn't listen to anything approaching the genre, but you're saying, here's really what my album is doing, and here's why you ought to listen to what I have to say here. How would you explain that to that person? Yeah, A, I would say hip-hop culture is it's infiltrated the world. Most youth at least are aware of it. You almost can't talk about missions anymore without talking about hip-hop because mm. it's really traveled the world and, and, and people are resonating with this culture of people that talk about struggle and poverty. Mm-hmm. So 
A, that would be where I would start. And then the next thing I would want them to know is if hip-hop and rap music can be very anti-Christ and destructive on the mainstream side, so it's it's always helpful to have people that are engaging that people group and those who care about that particular group of people and showing them the relevance of the Bible. And that's what the Christian hip-hop are seeking to do. So I would just say um, just be open to... Um, allowing God to speak to a culture of people through this means so that they too can be confronted and, and rescued from their sin by the power of the gospel. And that's really where I would start in, in hopes that they would see that and feel that and then endorse that. What song are you most excited about on this album? Man, the song I'm most excited about is difficult because it's a new album, mm-hmm. but I think probably two of the most exciting songs, one would be Believe, Mm-hmm. because it's it's just putting the issues out on the table so we're able to talk. And there's a second song called Sleeping, uh, and it's really just saying people are kind of trivializing Christ and Christianity, and but there's going to come a moment where they're going to have to be confronted with his reality. Mm. So rather than waiting for later, let's do that now. And it's it's really resonating with people from the street culture, the gang culture, the drug culture, mm. um, and and they're hearing it and they're feeling like, man, am I sleeping on Christ? Am I trivializing mm. Christianity? Maybe I need to think about that and, and make a change. Now you're undergoing, and I mentioned this at the very beginning. You're undergoing a lot of success now. That's probably going to only continue. How are you guarding your life? to keep from becoming the sort of uh, train wreck that we've seen in the past with people who are artistically gifted, who love Christ, but they they start getting successful and they start losing that first love? Yeah, that's a great, great question. A couple of ways. Um, my wife and I, we travel together to every show, every concert. So that's, you know, great friendship, great accountability. Uh, so that's, you know, primary. Um, the second thing is my local church, the Gate Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we have a great relationship. Uh, they they make sure that they're staying involved in our lives and, and keeping short accounts with what's going on, our motivations, our aspirations, making sure that they synchronize with the scriptures. Um, and we work closely together with my schedule and figuring out how to navigate this industry while still serving there. And also just praying through issues and temptations that may arise so that I can be faithful. And I also realize that I have a larger responsibility to the universal church as I'm out publicly representing Christ for us. So I just have those three things that, you know, they act as structure and accountability for this particular lifestyle. One final question. I'm noticing here on the charts, top 10 hip-hop albums. Number one is yours, Royal Flush. Number two is Drake. No Drake. Nothing was the same. Number three is Beastie Boys. Are the Beastie Boys back? <laughs> is that for real? You know what? It's like they never leave. They never they, leave. They, they never leave. They have a core fan base that will support them until the world expires, perhaps. Well, I guess if you fight for your right to party, then you, you keep it for a while. There it is. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Blame, and so excited about what's happening with your new album, Royal Flush. I commend it to y'all. Uh, get it, listen to it, and uh, give it to some people that you know. Uh, in your community, and uh, and just pray God's blessings upon it and upon your ministry. I love you, man, and I really am grateful for you and for what you're doing. Thank you, brother. Love you back. Really appreciate the opportunity. 
This is Russell Moore. This is More to the Point Radio, sponsored by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, the album is Royal Flush, and the artist is Flame. If you're not familiar with him, get it. Listen to it. Listen to Believe. Listen to the other songs that are on there and see what the Lord is doing here. We'll talk to you next time. You gon' need the man that you sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on. You gon' need the man that you sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on. See all they bout is Bugatti talk, mix it up a little blasphemy. But as for me and my whole team, we lifting up who they blasphemy. Nobody looking at me sideways. Nowadays everybody just own what they own. It can be popping mollies, talking Illuminati, or popping a lot of bottles of Patron. Somebody. Looking at me sideways. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk about the killer. With a bad chick in a strip club with her. On that magic ball, tender one to liquor, get it going. But they don't recognize that we finna be gone. gone. Sleeping on them like memory phone. Oh. Woods in sync, but the symmetry gone. Now seeing in a track like kidney stones. So pardon me if I snap, snap. Pardon me if I rap. All right. Put Jesus in it with the reason being I wanna see some men get back. But first, man gotta see he's lost, lost. Before he can even be found. Before he can even go up, go up. A man gotta see he going down like this. this. See the Please concede, cause you can go out like easy E Off for what? A bigger basil Cash money, little easy Wait, that way I, I, I know you think you cool You don't need Nick, Nick Boy, boy you trip Sleep. You gon' need the man that you sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on. You gon' need the man that you sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on. You gon' need the man that you sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on. You gon' need the man that you sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on, sleeping on. Sleeping on, sleeping on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.